Kids, it's me. Um, let's see where are we at. Uh, Jonathan has now um, learned the art of flying, and he's gonna go back to his flock of seagulls and uh, tell them all about it. What do you think they're gonna say? How do you think they're gonna receive him when he gets back? Let's find out. The years ahead hummed and glowed with promise. The Gauls were flocked into the council gathering when he landed, and apparently had been so flocked for some time, they were in fact waiting. Jonathan Livingston Seagull, stand to center. The elder's words sounded in a voice of highest ceremony. Stand to center meant only great shame or great honor. Stand to center for honor was the way the Gauls' foremost leader was marked. Of course, he thought, the breakfast flock this morning, they saw the breakthrough. But I want no honors. I have no wish to be leader. I only want to share what I found, to show those horizons out ahead for us all. He stepped forward. Jonathan Livingston Seagull, said the elder, stand to center for shame in the sight of your fellow Gauls. It felt like being hit with a board. His knees went weak, his feathers sagged. There was a roaring in his ears. Centered for shame? Impossible. The breakthrough. They can't understand. They're wrong. They're wrong. For his reckless responsibility, the solemn voice intoned, violating the dignity and tradition of the Gaul family. To be centered for shame meant that he would be cast out of the Gaul society, banished to a solitary life on the far cliffs. One day, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, you shall learn that irresponsibility does not pay. Life is the unknown and the unknowable, except that we are put into this world to eat, to stay alive as long as we possibly can. A seagull never speaks back to the council flock, but it was Jonathan's voice raised. Irresponsibility, my brothers, he cried. Who is more responsible than a gull who finds and follows a meaning, a higher purpose for life? For a thousand years we have scrabbled after fish heads, but now we have a reason to live, to learn, to discover, to be free. Give me one chance. Let me show you what I found. The flock might as well have been stone. The brotherhood is broken. The Gauls intoned together, and with one accord they solemnly closed their ears and turned their backs upon him. Jonathan Siegel spent the rest of his days alone, but he flew up but he flew way out beyond the far cliffs. His one sorrow was not solitude. It was that the other Gauls refused to believe the glory of flight that awaited them. They refused to open their eyes and see. He learned more each day. He learned that a streamlined high-speed dive could bring him to find the rare and tasty fish that schooled ten feet below the surface of the ocean. He no longer needed fishing boats and stale bread for survival. He learned to sleep in the air, 
setting a course at night across the offshore wind, covering a hundred miles from sunset to sunrise. With the same inner control, he flew through heavy sea fogs and climbed above them into dazzling clear skies. In the very times when every other gull stood on the ground, knowing nothing but mist and rain, he learned to ride the high winds far inland, to dine there on delicate insects. What he had once hoped for the flock, he now gained for himself alone. He learned to fly and was not sorry for the price that he had paid. Jonathan Seagull discovered that boredom and fear and anger are the reasons that a gull's life is so short. And with these gone from his thought, he lived a long, fine life indeed. They came in the evening, then, and found Jonathan gliding peaceful and alone through his beloved sky. The two gulls that appeared at his wings were pure as starlight, and the glow from them was gentle and friendly in the high night air. But most lovely of all was the skill with which they flew, their wingtips moving a precise and constant inch from his own. Without a word, Jonathan put them to his test a test that no gall had ever passed. He twisted his wings, slowed to a single mile per hour above stall. The two radiant birds slowed with him, smoothly locked in position. They knew about slow flying. He folded his wings, rolled and dropped in a dive to 190 miles per hour. They dropped with him, streaking down in flawless formation. At last, he turned that speed straight up into a long, vertical, slow roll. They rolled with him, smiling. He recovered to level flight and was quiet for a time before he spoke. Very well, he said. Who are you? We're from your flock, Jonathan. We are your brothers. The words were strong and calm. We've come to take you higher, to take you home. Home? I have none. Flock? I have none. I am outcast, and we fly now at the peak of the great mountain wind. Beyond a few hundred feet, I can lift this old body no higher. But you can, Jonathan, for you have learned. One school is finished, and the time has come for another to begin. As it had shined across him all of his life, so understanding lighted that moment for Jonathan Siegel. They were right. He could fly higher, and it was time to go home. He gave one last look across the sky, across that magnificent silver land we had learned so much. I'm ready, he said at last. And Jonathan Livingston Siegel rose with the perfect two star-bright gulls to disappear into a perfect dark sky. Thank <laughs> you.